Oh, boy, do we have coaching news today. What up? Welcome to Maggie <laughs> and Perloff. So glad to have you. It's Thursday. I say this every day. I mean it every day. Jam-packed show. Like, not even messing yeah. around. Two incredible rookies are going to join us in the show today. Romeo Dobbs from the Green Bay Packers. Brian Robinson of the Washington Commanders. Both incredible stories. Robinson also two-time national champion at Alabama. Lots to do today. Yeah. But I love your, you say, oh, boy, do we have coaching news today. Nothing hooks them in like coaching news. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way. Wherever you are, <laughs> buy a hat and hold on to it because Nathaniel wow. Hackett is comes. headed to the New York Jets, not as the head coach, as the offensive coordinator. And you know what? What I hope, I hope that somehow Nathaniel Hackett, the author of of the worst offense in the NFL this year before he was fired by the Denver Broncos. I hope he really blew them away in the interview because if you think that hiring Hackett means getting Aaron Rodgers, can you not look at what Denver just did? They just made this mistake, hiring Hackett, thinking that Rodgers was going to come. The Jets can't be this blind and stupid, right? Uh, first of all, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm walking on the streets of New York today, and everyone is assuming Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is our quarterback. Yeah. I look open my Twitter. All I see is a photoshopped Aaron Rodgers in a Jets jersey. Yep. Maggie, if it's not about Aaron Rodgers, and I understand what happened in Denver, but if it's not about Aaron Rodgers, then what's going on here? Well, it's not going to be his like sterling resume as an offensive play caller. He had one really good <laughs> season, and that was with the Jacksonville Jaguars, with Blake Bortles, of all quarterbacks. They go to the AFC Championship game. They lose to the New England Patriots, who eventually lose to your Philadelphia Eagles that year. And then everything fell apart in Jacksonville. He and Doug Marone, mm. the head coach, were fired the next year midseason. Well, the you could argue he was OC over the first and second offense in Green Bay. I meant beyond playing with an MVP. Well, yeah. <laughs> Any but offense yes, he ran where he didn't but, have the an MVP and a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer were not that yeah, great. Yeah, but look what happened with that surefire first ballot Hall of Famer the next season after Hackett left. Yeah, there is an argument to be. And the other thing is you can easily find no, a Devontae way. Devontae Adams on the Yeah, yeah uh, listen, I know. And you can also find a way to blame Russell Wilson for everything that happened in Denver. That's what... <laughs> so... Yeah, it's so funny because this, you're right, you lead with coaching news. Nobody cares about coaching news, but this is Aaron Rodgers' news. Yeah. And is it possible, Maggie, that there's so much momentum and so much public discourse about what this means for Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets? I heard there's rumors the Super Bowl lines are moving on the Jets. That no. The Jets and the Packers can see all this and say, you know what, this makes sense. <laughs> well, uh, what? And, you, and you, by the way, Rodgers and the Broncos certainly flirted last year. There's no doubt about it. They may have. Um, I mean, listen, what's it going to take to get the trade done? Two first-rounders. Okay. I mean, I think the Jets would do it. They're desperate. It doesn't even matter what the general manager would possibly want. You know, they picked Russell, uh, excuse me, Zach Wilson. You don't. You might not get another bite at the apple. Like, he is, yeah. but not with another rookie. Um, uh, Robert Sala, too. This is yeah. do or die for him. There's not, Who cares about those first? Also, Jets fans, they've been waiting forever. I think there's no, there's no future. <laughs> there's nothing to do with these draft picks. You've been drafting high in the first round for years now. Yeah, that's true. Go for it. it hasn't it's, amounted to much. Feels like the if you actually pull back, it feels like a very logical fit. Maybe the best fit. Well, for who? For Rodgers? For, for both teams. I mean, what are the other Rodgers teams? I don't even know what they are. I mean, Miami? Ooh, you can get... Aaron Rodgers out of Miami. Can you? I mean, I'd probably rather I, go to Miami if I were him. I mean, the Jets are a young, up-and-coming team, which is kind of interesting to pair them with a 39-year-old quarterback. But, 
listen, I still think Rodgers has it. Jets obviously, so here's the thing. You're going to go to the Jets now with this young receiving core. It was so difficult for the rookies. It took until about midseason, you would imagine, to kind of get comfortable with Rodgers. He's going to have to go to OTAs. He's going to have to do the rookie, or not rookies, but you know, young guys. He's going to have to do summer workouts with them. It can't just be down in Peru taking ayahuasca until it's time to show up for training camp. Yeah, I, I if he, understand If he really that. wants it to work. I understand all that. But still, here are the other odds. I see the Jets, if he, if he leaves the Packers, the Jets, the Titans, the Colts, the Raiders, and the Patriots. The Patriots they forgot been, about Raiders. Raiders are a big one, too. Right. But the Patriots have been in this Aaron Rodgers mix all along, which is bizarre. Remember, we did these odds before, and the Patriots were third. Peter King brought it up in his column on Monday. I do not understand that. I, I could see an argument. The Jets can make the best case here because they have a great defense. My question is, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you look at Tom Brady in 2020 going to the Bucs, and you yeah. say to yourself, what's the closest to that situation? I personally don't think that they're a sleeping giant like the Bucs, but there's certainly some positives, right? Definitely. I mean, you got Garrett Wilson on the offensive side. you got some nice weapons. Brees Hall will be healthy, presumably, yep. as the running back. The Jets' offense was pretty dangerous with Hall. And with Wilson, wow. was Wilson was a thousand yard receiver in his rookie year with three different quarterbacks throwing to him. It was pretty impressive. And pretty you, dangerous. Were they really? I mean, they weren't a high powered offense, but Hall ran the ball very, very well as a rookie. Yeah. And then you got the defensive side. It's probably going to be Sauce Gardner as the rookie of the year. Got a great defensive line, gets after it, gave my Buffalo Bills a couple scares. Um, I mean, and, look at these other options. The Titans have no talent on the outside, the Colts are a disaster right now. The Raiders are the Raiders. That kind of makes sense, but you're in the AFC West. And then the Patriots have no talent. They have zero talent. They have one good tight end. What do, what do the Raiders have? So I, I think the, the Jets. Patriots, yeah. I'm sorry, the Patriots. Right. The Patriots are uh, totally empty cupboard. I, I don't know. I hate to say it. The Jets make sense. Are you getting Brett Favre flashbacks, though? I mean, a little bit. But I think Rodgers, yeah, probably. I mean, it feels like that. I don't think it's going to end like how it ended with Brett Favre, which was a complete crash and burn in New York where he gets disgraced because of the Jen Sturger thing. Is that why he left the Jets? Did he become a free agent? I don't even remember how he ended up in Minnesota. It was, I believe it was another trade to Minnesota, if I'm remembering that correctly. But that was just ended up as a punchline now, you know, with his time in New York. Even though they actually won some games, but it it ended up just being, you know, like it was a terrible fit. So anyway, so now could it be Aaron Rodgers to New York? Oh, boy. And now Could Nathaniel it be? Is there Hackett. any chance it's not happening? That's what I want to know. Of well, course he's a New York Jet. Maggie, aren't you reading the internet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I got my Google alerts on for Aaron Rodgers. I just, it, I find it hard. It's just the Denver Broncos duped themselves into this last year. You know, where they thought Rodgers was going to come if they hired Nathaniel Hackett and it didn't happen. So what's the plan? Say Rodgers does not go to the Jets. Now, all of a sudden, your plan B is what? He's developing Zach Wilson? No, that's Where not. That's Hackett not has no, besides Blake Bortles, who's not in the league anymore, he's got no history of developing young quarterbacks. How about Jordan Love? Did he develop Jordan Love? Well, no, I mean, he knows Jordan Love really well. And I think Jordan Love's an exciting possibility. Can you imagine if you strike out on Rodgers and you're like, all right, give me Love. <laughs> like We couldn't yes. get your starter, so let's get your backup. I don't well, know if he's that's not really fly. A, he's not really a backup, per se. I think Jordan Love, a lot of people are going to be interested in him. I don't know. That'd be interesting. We thought people were going to be interested in him last year. Nobody was. Yeah, it's a little different. He played pretty well when it, when people got to see him this year. 
I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not worried. I love how everyone is is so worried about Nathaniel Hackett because he was bad in Denver. What do we know? Coordinators are that is so unpredictable. How a coordinator is going to do at a certain job? We could barely figure out. Everyone, the media. There's nothing to get more wrong than when the head coaches get hired, predicting who's going to do well. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason. Doug Peterson got hired by the Eagles, and everyone ranked it as the worst hire of the season. He yep. won the Super Bowl two years later. Coordinators, it, there's so much going on there. So I don't know. Yeah, but I, if I'm you're not, not going to, but if you're not going to judge a coordinator when they're just responsible for the offense, and how did the offense do? It's he like, took Blake Bortles to the AFC title game. That's an incredible feat. That the, offense was flying that and year. And then they won five games the next year. It was he also took, one of the all-time big collapses. Like, whatever happened to the Jags? I mean, that was I, crazy. They, Blake, Blake Bortles had 35 touchdowns in a season. Blake Bortles under yeah. him. That, how he didn't get a job the year after that because people didn't know how bad Bortles was. That's an incredible feat. And then Green Bay Bortles was, was gone the year after. Like, it, yeah. it, it almost feels like, though, with that Jacksonville run, like it was the exception, not the rule. It was like a flash in the pan. They end up going, remember, to Pittsburgh, and they won this really, first of all, they beat my Bills yeah. in the wild card round. <laughs> Bills scored three points. It took them 17 years to make the playoffs. They scored three points against the Jags. They win that crazy game in Pittsburgh, super high-scoring game, and then they go to New England and almost beat the Patriots, and then poof, we like never heard yeah. from them again. So He wasn't even the head coach. I know, but that's not like... It just feels like what's the what thing is not like the other here. It was mostly mediocre for Nathaniel Hackett until he got to Green Bay and with Aaron I mean, Rodgers. It was mostly mediocre for him as an offensive coordinator, except for one year when they spike. Mm. Like, what's the exception here? And I what's mean, I'm the looking rule? at his rags here. Okay, I think this is some bitterness from the Bills days. This no. is from PFF. Maybe <laughs> his EPA per play. The Bills were 18th, 18th, 26th. Then the Jags, he was 10th in that really good year. Then 29th, it all fell apart. Then fifth, first, second with the Packers. That there was also to... another Jacksonville year in there that you missed. So he was there the year before they went to the AFC Championship game too. They were. I had twenty sixth, tenth, 29th with Jacksonville. Okay. Sorry, I might have missed one. Yeah, but the Packers fifth, first, second, and I don't think they were that high before he got there. I know, but it's like what we did with uh, Peyton Manning and Adam Gase. It's but like it's, when you're yeah. the offensive coordinator for somebody who's walking into the Hall of Fame, and two guys who are probably going to walk into the Hall of Fame because I bet Adams is going to go too. I mean, so I'm just curious. So, do you think that there's um, an offensive mind out there who's had the first, the first and top five offenses consistently that you could hire for the Jets coordinator? I'd well, like to hear who that is. I mean, I'm kind of surprised. Why not interview your guy Shane Steichen for a head coach? No, for an offensive coordinator. There's there's zero percent chance he'd leave the Eagles to allow. Well, you, but to you can job. also make them an associate head coach. There's a way no. that you can pay Shane them Seiken. more and change their titles to beef it up a little bit. Shane Seiken already has. Three interviews for head coach. I know. Well, one of them he did not get yeah. because there has been the first head coaching hire in the NFL was made today. Yeah, Frank. I, I, Frank, Frank Reich to the Panthers. Yeah, Frank Reich to the Carolina There's Panthers. not these – any stellar offensive coordinator with an incredible, incredible track record gets hired as a head coach. You're not going to be able to find that, this I, guy that you're describing. No, I get it, but I think there's other candidates out there is what I'm saying. And the thing is is that you have Nathaniel Hackett. Think about what you're walking into. Say you don't get Aaron Rodgers. You who's your quarterback? They keep talking about veteran quarterback, veteran quarterback. And oh, by the way, the owner of the team after the season ended basically put a playoff mandate on next season. So you have no idea who your quarterback is right now. You've got a playoff mandate. And if you don't do it, you're all getting fired. Like who's walking into that job? Here comes Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> I don't know if I would have done it. How about Jimmy G? 
yeah, Jimmy G is fine, but you never know if he's going to make it through a full season. So you're going to have to then count on Zach Wilson at some point, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure who the other Derek candidates Carr? were. Yeah, it's, I Carr, Jimmy G, go at that level. But yeah. they have no connection with Hackett. I mean, listen, they can come in and learn, but there's no yeah, I mean, crossover there. That's probably good. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think Hackett's had a, a lot of success in the NFL compared to a lot of these guys. I know he was a terrible head coach. There's no yeah. arguing that. But, I mean... It's it's pretty impressive that he he got Blake Bortles to the AFC title game. He should have been coach. How he didn't get? How did he not get a job after that? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, can we just pause for a second yeah. and we can just all remember Nathaniel Hackett, Broncos head coach, greatest hits. They're good. they're going to bring out the field goal unit, and Brandon McManus is going to try a sixty-four yard field goal. His career long is sixty-one. There is no wind on a sixty-six degree night. A 64-yard field goal tried by Denver to take the lead. Ball put down. Right-footed kick is away, and it is no good wide left. And the sideline erupts for Seattle. Thank you to our friends at Westwood One for that one. We'll always have the 64-yarder. Definitely should have gone for it. (laughs) We'll always have it, Nate. Oh, well, listen, the Jets keep things interesting. I know you don't think they're relevant, but they keep things interesting. I mean, they need Rodgers. That's true. Uh, I I don't even know. Hackett, honestly, is probably the distant second most important person in this news story. Well, he definitely is. But think about where your leverage just went to also. What do you mean? If I'm the the Green Bay Packers now, I'm sensing a little desperation from the Jets. So maybe I'm asking for two first-rounders, and maybe I'm asking for more. Because it seems like the Jets now have their sights on Rodgers, and that is a beautiful place to be if you're the Packers. Well, also, does it have to be post June one anyway? Maybe. Oh, I think. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm for some of the dead cap money and things like that. Uh, yeah, I think I don't think it's even possible before June one. It's like ninety, and after it's thirty, right? I know you want to start going down the rabbit hole of Aaron Rodgers' contract. It's like uh, well, I think they going have to, down a well. I think they have to wait on the deal, so they had to hire somebody at some point. Yeah, they did. But if I'm Green Bay, I'm now maybe maybe you're not getting draft picks for this draft, but I might. I'm gonna ask for the moon now. Gosh, but you are totally a buzzkill for Jets fans. Don't Why? walk on the streets because they're thrilled. They they have air. They have number twelve coming to town. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm already pre pre ordering my twelve jersey. Amazing. Might as well. Oh yeah. Who else was twelve on the Jets in case you need to fall back and Richard and, and Rogers doesn't come. Namath. Oh yeah, oh, yeah Namath. Namath. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Who? No. Thank you. Yeah. Remember they asked Joe Namath. I think it was the fan asked Joe Namath would he give up the number and or would they unretire the number and he said yes. Well, it's because Brady's also twelve, or at least he was in Tampa. No, I know, but that has nothing to do with the Jets. Well, it he, did because they. I think they initially asked him because of Brady, not as much oh, about Rob. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but either way, it wouldn't matter. Namath would be happy to give up his jersey number. Man, these Jets fans, everyone's everyone's got big dreams here, big hopes and dreams. By the way, and if the Jets and you said the Jets are always interesting, if the Jets don't get Rodgers, they they might as well cancel next year. Nobody, <laughs> no. they're getting one primetime game. There'll well, be a Thursday prime. night versus the Dolphins and yeah. put it to rest and wait till <laughs> next year. No, they used to used to give at least one primetime game to both the Jets and the Giants, even when they were terrible, just because it was in New York, and then they stopped doing that. <laughs> even the networks are like, we can't do another Jets lose to the Patriots by 40. It's just not worth it. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So the question is, do you see this 
like Perloff and apparently half of New York City, do you see this as a fait accompli? Did you hear Stephen A. Smith guarantee a Super Bowl on ESPN today? He no, said the Jets are going to the Super Bowl <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers their quarterback. And that is by far the mainstream take right now. Wow. No, no, You're no, no, the no. only. That, that's the lukewarm take is that the Jets are going to win a Super no, Bowl. No, 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 no. What's going to happen? For the is first time have, since 1969. They're going to have the one seed in the AFC, get to the AFC Championship game, and lose at home. That's the guarantee if Rodgers comes here. No, no, no. My point was no, you're the only person I've heard actually with a microphone who isn't assuming Aaron Rodgers is in New York already. We Nobody all assumed has... he was going to Denver. And well, how did that end up? I understand. What you, I totally understand what you're saying, but. I don't remember talking about the Denver Rodgers thing. Like, people are literally assuming. I don't remember all these Rodgers in Denver uniforms because he was still flirting with the Packers a lot. Now he clearly wants out. We agree on that, right? Uh, I mean, clearly wants out. I, I think it's – I don't know. I can't say that for sure. He clearly wants out. Oh, he He's wants, definitely open he to the possibility out. of playing somewhere else. He he's definitely wants out. He's just trying to figure out how to do it. How to gracefully exit. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Is this a, it's a done deal? <laughs> it's so far he, he's from a jet. that. Face it, Maggie. He's a jet. And when you're <laughs> hey. a jet, you're a jet for life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> just like Favre. Jet for life. He was there for a year. 855-212-4CBS. That was a West Side story. Like we all oh, yes. You're a jet... When you're a jet, you're a jet from your first cigarette. Stu got it. Yeah. I hope. No, Samter's Mr. Musicals. Yeah, over yeah. There. Give us a lyric, Samter. I just on. gave it to you. When, when you're, you're a jet, a you're a jet. jet from the first cigarette. That's all I know. No, I was thinking of uh, Maria. What's her song? Nobody. Oh, dude, you are so. Mr. Broadway is completely disappointing. Yeah, what's a <laughs> nobody? Uh, I feel pretty from Maria, right? I feel pretty. Yeah, that's one song, but Tony also sings a song called Maria. Uh, yeah, the song Maria. is called Maria. Yeah. Yeah. This is terrible. <laughs> you but guys took me down this rabbit hole of musicals. No, 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 I didn't want to go there. It's good for a sports talk radio show to not know anything about musicals. <laughs> it's a better place to be. <laughs> but Samter claimed to be an expert. Well, not, I never claimed to be an expert. I just you, love it. I haven't seen West Side Story in 30 something years. Air fraud. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. Do you, you didn't watch Spielberg's West Side Story? Whatever. Yeah, I think it was nominated for an Oscar. Whatever. Okay. You're not a musical guy. Samter, your music card's been revoked. All right, fine. I still have my Disney card, though. <laughs> you want to keep claiming that? Go ahead. Uh, we got a lot to do today, as I mentioned. Oh, Packers are in the news. Romeo Dobbs is going to join us. Uh, just finished his rookie year. Do you know what his favorite play is? <laughs> you can tell us. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> Sad dad strikes again. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Ouch. Brian Robinson running back from the Washington Commanders a little bit later on in the show. Whoa. See, this is what happens when you start when Nathaniel Hackett gets part of the conversation. Goes totally off the rails. I blame him. Definitely should have gone for it. You can watch us right now on YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. You can listen to us across the country on all of our CBS Sports Radio affiliates. Of course, we're on Sirius XM, and we're also on the free Odyssey app. Come on back. This NFL postseason, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free, all on the road to Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the cause of your pesky check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right, Maggie, you know one of my favorite things to do at Super Bowl week? What's that? 
Panini has a lounge. Yeah. Panini America has a lounge. And they have this little room where you go into, and it's got all these neon lights on the side, and they give you necklaces so you can look all fancy, and they take these pictures, and yeah. you hold a football into the camera. Have you ever seen one of these? Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> that's your favorite thing? Uh, favorite thing of okay. all Super Bowl week. I love that picture. I show my kids. They're like, oh, dad, you look cool. So well, I'm a huge Panini fan. You get a cool moment for your kids. Uh, well, speaking of Panini, Panini America rookie closeout is going on today. And for that, we welcome in Green Bay Packers wide receiver. Just finished his rookie year. Romeo Dobbs, good enough to join the show. Romeo, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, no problem. Um, I appreciate y'all for having me in. Big Pre- fan of y'all podcast, so I'm glad to be a part of it. Well, clearly you have excellent taste. We already knew that. Uh, we'll ask you more about Panini in just a moment, but correct me if I'm wrong. You caught Aaron Rodgers' 500th touchdown pass. Is that right? Um, yes. Where's the ball? Did you get to keep it? Did you give it back to Aaron? Um, uh, I, I don't remember. I think I may have gave it back to him. I might have kept. I don't. I don't remember. Wait a minute. But I do. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. So this could be in your possession, but it might not be too. You yeah, you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. This could be worth thousands and thousands of dollars. Okay. Well, yeah. you might want to look around for it. Wait, did <laughs> yeah. you? Uh... Did you keep your first touchdown? And you did you keep a lot of memorabilia from the first year? Are you that kind of guy? Um, yeah, I kept a lot of it. Um, you know, it's only you can only be a rookie only one time. So some things that I did remember, you know, make sure I kept them touchdowns or whatnot. But Okay, what was to you the most memorable moment from your rookie year? Um, I think the Bills catch. And I had to like turn around, you know. I think I think that one might have been the best one yet. So that hurts, Romeo. Maggie, the diehard Bills fan. <laughs> of course, you brought that She's one up. She's not happy yeah. about that. I was but... worried about it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, a lot of people were watching that game. It was a primetime game. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, you're finishing up this rookie season. Have you had a chance to reflect on what this means for you personally, making it through your first year? Or are you just on to the next thing? Um, Honestly, I'm just on to the next thing. Um, but I know that, you know, this past year, it was, you know, it was a crazy year, lots of ups and downs. Um, it was a lot of changes, you know, some things that people, you know, didn't really see coming, but, um, yeah, I'm just trying to move on forward. Uh, I know what it is. I got to work on this off, uh, this off season. Um, I just want to make sure that I come back, you know, better than ever. So. Yeah, Romeo, how did you deal with uh, what you described as a crazy year? I, I think there's a lot of pressure being a Packer. Was there was it something you had to get used to? Yeah, I remember in camp, everyone started talking about you, and I don't know if you heard it, but there was a lot of expectations, and you completely delivered. But was it hard for you to stay even during this whole process? Um, no, it, it wasn't this hard. I just try to make my days the same uh, so I don't catch myself, you know, being high or low, overwhelming. Um, I didn't want to put myself there. So, it you know, your mind will be all over the place. And I just wanted to make sure that, you know, everything was flatlined for me so things could be controllable. So. 
We're talking with Romeo Dobbs, just finished his first year with the Green Bay Packers as a wide receiver. He's joining us on behalf of Panini, America Rookie Closeout. You can get NFL trading cards and Panini cards at Walmart, Target, hobby stores nationwide. You can also start collecting your favorite NFL rookies as NFTs on the Panini America platform, www.paniniamerica.net is where you can find more information. Romeo, how would you say your relationship with Aaron Rodgers changed from training camp to end of the season? You're walking off the field after that game against the Lions. Um, I thought the relationship I and Aaron had uh, it was it, it it was it was pretty solid, um, you know, because I know there was times where you know I had questions for him as far as like what he wanted, and then there was other times where. Uh, you know, just outside of football, um, I'd go up to him, just kind of get some advice from him, you know, him or Kabi. But uh, um, it was, you know, I'm thankful to be a part of something real special, uh, you know, because not a lot of, you know, rookies, I'd say, uh, you know, get opportunities to go out there and play with them because there's, there's his philosophy of not playing rookie receivers and just – the position that we were all in, um, just being able to play every game for him, uh, thought it was really great. I thought it was special. Uh, I mean, just being around him, uh, he's a great leader. He's a great dude. And, you know, I make sure that I appreciate him, you know, because I know at some point in time he'll be done playing. So he's a great guy, man. Probably one of the best to be around. So This is going to be your first off season, obviously, as a Packer. Um, are you going to be following all of the news about Rodgers? Because it seems like there's going to be something every day. Are you going to be someone who's locked in, getting every rumor and this and that, or are you someone who's going to ignore it? No, I mean, you'll have in my position, um, I I'll have to ignore it, and there's a reason behind it. Uh, you know, I mean, whatever decision that he makes. Um, I, you can't really fault it. You can't fault what he does because, again, we've watched what he's done for the past 15-plus years in this league. So if he decides to come back, that's very great. And even if he chooses not to, um, it's something that we are, I mean, as people watching it, you know, as myself playing for him, that we aren't really ready to see. But at the same time, you just got to you just gotta embrace it and accept whatever happens as whatever happens. So. Romeo, I think there's a lot of curiosity there about another quarterback, too, Jordan Love. People don't haven't really gotten to see him a little bit. He looked really good. What kind of guy is Jordan Love like in the locker room? Um, Jordan is real low-key, um, and that's what I love about him the most. Uh, again, he's a humble guy. Um, he's never too high or low. And, I mean, he makes I – mean, he, he does – he makes the right decisions every time. He does everything right, you know. And it's hard to see – when you know it's hard to see when you're not around him. So, um, you know, I'm I played against Jordan my sophomore year in college because he went to Utah State, and I went to Nevada. So, uh, I mean, just being around him, he's a great guy, great dude. He has a lot of poise, and you know, I'm just glad I get to be around him too. Because you're right, nobody hasn't really seen what he can do, but I know for a fact that he can play. So, how different is it to catch a pass from Aaron Rodgers compared to catching the ball from Jordan Love? Um, I mean, they're both really good quarterbacks. Uh, I believe that, you know, I mean, as receivers, uh, as long as the ball's in the right spot, 
Um, everything is fine. Everything is good. It's just, again, um, Jordan really hasn't really got his opportunity. And that's nothing to speak on what Aaron has going on because, again, whatever happens, happens. But, um, you know, I got belief in Jordan. I know he can play. And, you know, he's a great guy. So, And he's and he's been in the system with LaFleur for about a couple of years, maybe three years now. So um, he's a great guy, man. So. Romeo Dobbs is a wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. He's joining us on behalf of Panini America. They're hosting Romeo along with other NFL rookies as they finish signing their most in-demand Panini NFL rookie trading cards. Okay, Romeo, give us the one time that, like, Rodgers took you guys out. Like, what did you do? Can you give us an outside of the facility hanging out with Aaron Rodgers story? Um, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to hang out with him, but. Not one time I, I, he didn't I, take you guys out? Not one time. Um, I mean, as far as being around 12, uh, I'd say possibly it's always been football. So, I mean, in the building, on the practice field, there was never a time where, you know, got the really, or not, there there was an event, well, not, not an event, but we had a team get together for Halloween. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but. What did you dress I mean, up other as? Than that, I didn't, I'm sorry, one more time. What did you dress up as for this party? I know Aaron dresses up a lot um, of things. I, everybody had their costumes. Um, Mine wasn't really a costume. I just wanted to be a little creative and make something up. But uh, I got. we all got to hang out with him. All the young guys got to hang out with him. I thought that was pretty cool. But, again, man, he's a great leader, a great guy. And, you know, I just make sure I appreciate him, whether if he's playing – or if he chooses to finish up, so. Romeo, can't tell you how much we appreciate this. You can go to www.paniniamerica.net. That's where you can find out all of this great information about Panini America Rookie Closeout with Romeo Dobbs. Romeo, we're wishing you all the best. Well, maybe not any more touchdown catches against my Bills, buddy, but we're wishing you all the best, <laughs> and hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon. Okay, appreciate you guys. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. you. Romeo Dobbs, there you go. On behalf of Panini. Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't coach him to say that about the Bills game. Sorry, Maggie. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys are probably <laughs> snuck it to him somehow. Yeah. Make sure you say that touchdown against the Bills, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, there it was. It, it, what a great journey too. Because remember, he came out in the fourth round, and it became very clear in camp that he was going to be a, a real piece of that Packers offense. That's yep. rare. How often is a fourth round rookie wide receiver catch balls from a Hall of Famer? It was a cool story. And he even mentioned it, you know. He's like, yeah. we knew that Rodgers doesn't really love, you know, throwing to rookies, but it ended up being him and Christian Watson. And uh, by the end of the season, they were in the offense, well-adjusted. Yeah, and I admit I, I was I didn't give him full disclosure about everything. What's that? that? That I had been calling him Romeo Dubes for most of the <laughs> spring. I'm really glad he didn't yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, have you seen this guy Romeo Dubes at the, <laughs> at the combine? Don't do it. I can't believe Rodgers didn't take him out one time, though. I, that again, I wasn't totally surprised by that. I but wasn't yeah. totally surprised by it either. But one time, take the guys out to dinner. I mean, it's six months. The season is. Yeah, long. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers can comfortably go to a lot of dinners in Green Bay. I don't think that's how it Private works. Private room. It's got to yeah. be something. Have them over. Hey guys, come over to my house. Let's watch Monday Night Football together. Yeah, I, I, th- I feel like Randall Cobb was the veteran who took that role. Probably. Don't you sense? And Randall Cobb seems like the coolest dude. Yeah. I'd rather hang out with him. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. The fun keeps going. Brian Robinson just finished what was, I mean, talk about ups and downs of the season. 
jeez. I mean, Brian Robinson ended up being one of the great stories of this year where he was shot in an attempted robbery before the season ends up fully healing, getting on the field, and having a stellar rookie campaign. So we're going to talk to him in just a moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff after this CBS Sports update from Rich Ackerman. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. So glad to have you. This is rare for us. We don't usually go back-to-back guests, but we're going to do it because these guests are worth it, and we're so excited to talk with them. We just talked to Romeo Dobbs. Now we're going to make some time for Brian Robinson. Man, running back for, of course, the Washington Commanders, two-time national champion at Alabama, and he joins us now again on behalf of Panini America Rookie Closeout. Brian, it's Maggie and Perloff here in New York. Thanks so much for the time today. How are you? I'm doing good. How y'all doing? Okay, we got to start where I'm probably sure everybody's starting, but it doesn't matter. The hat. I mean, the hat. (laughs) And all I have to do is just say the hat, and everyone knows what I'm talking about. You did a a solid for a friend who's got a big hat company. You wore it after a game where you had a big game. And what was the response to you wearing that hat? Because you had to know how viral you went in the moment, right? Yeah, it was it was crazy. I was just being funny. Like um, <laughs> I had Ward in the locker room before the game, um, and then you know, obviously had the game that I had, and then I came right back in the locker room and you know put it on my head, just <laughs> like kind of you know just playing around trolling. Like you know, I knew I had just had a good game, so I was just wearing a big hat around the locker room. I didn't, I had no idea that I was about to get the team ball. So um, <laughs> once I got you know the, the game ball and. Um, you know, it just kind of brought more attention to me and stuff like that. And then um, I had it on while I had – after I got out of the shower, I had it on in my locker while I was getting dressed, and the media attacked me. So uh, <laughs> when they attacked me, I, I just – you know, I pretty much told them, and then it just blew up from there. So, wait, Brian, you didn't expect it to blow up? You had no idea that it was going to be a thing? I didn't know the media was going to uh, attack me about it and, you know, just, you know, question me about the big hat. I was just, I was literally just playing around the locker room with, <laughs> with my team, you know, just wearing a big hat. They was asking me, like, where I got it from and stuff like that. But at that point, nobody knew. So maybe this is a trend. Are you going to try and become maybe a trend Maybe it's setter? a trend. No, He's no, no, an no. icon now for that I, hat. Besides a hat, I mean, you could be sort of uh, like Cam Newton and set fashion trends in your press conferences. Is it something you're interested in? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I have I don't really like spend too much time into fashion to like uh, want to try to set a fashion trend. That wasn't like me trying to be like trendy. I was just you no, know, just being funny, just in the <laughs> locker room for real, for real. So, like I said, I didn't expect it to blow up the way it did, but you know, it was funny, and I'm I'm glad you know whoever whoever making bank off of it, I'm happy for them. Well, they owe you a lot. We're talking with Brian Robinson. He's running back for the Washington Commanders, a two-time national champion at Alabama, of course. Um, you've basically played with everybody in the NFL. I bet there's not a team that you don't have a former teammate playing from Alabama playing in the National Football League. You played with Jalen Hurts. You played with Tua. You played with Mac Jones. You played with Bryce Young. Let's stop on Jalen for a second because seeing his success now in the NFC Championship game this weekend, I mean – from your experience being a teammate, what does it feel like for you to watch him? I know you're division rivals now with Philadelphia and Washington, but what is it like to see the former teammate have so much success? I mean, you know, it's exciting. You know, just let us know that, you know, the opportunity is there. You know, and you know, Jalen, a uh, real good friend of mine, you know, uh, I got, you know, I had a real good connection with him, you know, in school. And, uh, you know, 
humble guy, hardworking, you know, just undefeated. You know, uh, you know, I couldn't be more happy for him. You know, you know, he he's one of those guys that's built for he's built for that stage. He's built for that. He, you know, he he's gonna fulfill. He's gonna fulfill every second of it. He gonna he gonna do everything he got to do to prepare. You know, you know, as a pro, you know, to try to you know, come out with, with with that Super Bowl. And I can't just. I'm excited to see him do it. You know, uh, really don't know, you know, how these games are gonna go these next couple of games. I just know, you know, that my guys Jalen Hurts and Devontae, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna play they're gonna play uh to the standard for sure. Okay, so Brian, uh, full disclosure, I'm an Eagles fan and just because I won't say anything mean about Washington, but you played the Eagles, you played the Niners, the number one and number two defense in the NFL. Describe how both defenses pose a different challenge for 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 an offense and for the running game. Uh, I have to give a heads up to the Niners defense, man. Those guys are fast and physical. You know, uh, I ain't, I ain't never seen nothing like it. I probably you you probably never see nothing nothing like it unless you're playing in the NFL against the 49ers. I mean, uh, the defense is physical. They're fast. Uh, you know they uh discipline. You know their their run reads. They the, the way they read the run and play uh the run gaps uh phenomenal man. Like they they're so disciplined. You know throughout the game and um you know and they're consistent. They have a lot of consistent players on their defense. I just got to give them you no know, guys a heads up for uh you know you know how they played us, man. Uh you know I I just felt like in Philly, you know just the way they played us. I couldn't really see that much of it, you know. I, for the most part, I had, you know, I had a great day. You know, they ain't really you know, give me a reason. And I feel like I can, you know, um, have success in the run game from you know the start of the game to the finish to, to the end of the game, man. You know that that led to the result of the game. You know that I, that I did play in. Uh, so you know they played a you know a lot better in the first game. Obviously, when they you know they beat us at home. You know, I I ain't played that game, so I can't tell you. You know. Um, from my experience, but uh, and I feel like you know at this stage, man, you, you know guys gonna gonna play, should play, you know the best that they they played all season, and you know, if they don't, man, it don't mean that much to them. It ain't as important to them as the opponents. Brian Robinson is our guest. Just finished his rookie season with the Washington Commanders. He's joining us on behalf of Panini America Rookie Closeout. You can get your NFL trading cards at Walmart, at Target, hobby stores nationwide. You got to go to PaniniAmerica.net. That's where you find all of the information for all of these rookies and their rookie trading cards. Now, where your season obviously started, Brian, very serious. Um, you know, you get shot in an attempted robbery. You end up making your way, obviously, back to the field and having an excellent rookie season. But I can't imagine what it's like to go through something like that. Is it something you think of every day? Do you keep it with you all the time, or have you put it out of your mind? I try. I try. Like I try to just not think about it. But it's hard. It's not a day to go by. I don't think about it. You know, and. I can use it as, you know, motivation, fuel, fuel to, to, to the fire, you know, you know, just team to just motivate me, you know, uh, you know what I went through and you know, what I had to come from and and where I'm where I'm still trying to go regardless of, you know, you know going through that, you know, I'm still still trying to go go places, and um, you know, that's, it constantly remind me, you know, just you know, the adversity that I've all like dealt with and you know this biggest probably the biggest adversity I've ever dealt with but you know it continued to you know just push me make me stronger 
you know, you know, when I'm coming back from. What did you learn about yourself and your recovery and then ultimately getting back on the field and having this great season? I learned that, you know, hard work is undefeated. You know, if uh, if you believe that you can do something, uh, like you you can you can do it if you if you really, you know, putting the efforts in into it. You know, uh, you know, once I believe that I, I have a chance to play in the NFL again, I from that point on, I did everything you know in my power. You know, took every step, you know, in the direction to, you know, uh, you know get myself you know healthy and you know recovering. You know, make possibly make my way back to the field, and you know, uh, nobody knew the work that I was putting in. You know, I just had to stay committed and stay cons- consistent to, you know, my work ethic and the, the things that I was doing to, you know, get back, get myself back on my feet, and uh, and I'm still doing that. You know, every day I'm still doing those things. You know, because you know I still I still deal with it. So uh, just I got to continue to do that and. You know, I'll be fine. Well, the amount of strength you showed during that time was really incredible. We're so happy that you are healthy, that you finished out this rookie season, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate this. Again, PaniniAmerica.net. That's where you find all this great information about Panini America rookie closeout, the rookie cards. We're huge fans of you, Brian, and uh, and we wish you all the best and, and best of luck in the future. Yeah, just take it easy on the Eagles next time. No, if you, don't, if you don't mind, do Brian. not. <laughs> Do not take it easy on the Eagles. Thank you, Brian Robinson. Uh, fantastic rookie season after he overcame so much. Yeah, yep. I, even I rooted for him as an Eagles fan. So. <laughs> oh yeah, there you even go. your Eagles, your there cold you Eagles art. Um, okay, so those are our two rookies for today. Romeo Dobbs, Brian Robinson. If you missed any of those interviews, not only can you download the Maggie and Perloff podcast, which comes your way every day, but we're streaming on youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. That's where you can find the show every day. Absolutely. I feel like these post interviews, we do a little chit chat. It has a Ron Burgundy vibe to it. <laughs> when Ron, you want to read the teleprompter on the way out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go bleep Man, yourself, squir- San Diego. A squirrel on water skis. <laughs> I don't know. I feel at, when an interview goes right up to the end, we got to do it that way.